Welcome in. Thank you so much for joining us on the CCA California podcast. Good to be with you another week. My name is Chris. I'm joined by Mr. Darren Kryle as usual. Darren, what's good, man? How are you? I'm good, man. I'm super excited. My kid's coming home for Christmas. Nice, nice. That's always good. Comes home on the 21st. Nice. Very good. Well, that's, that's coming up next week. Yep. Hell yeah. I like it. And of course, joining us, Tony, how are you? Good. Just chugging along. Yeah. As per usual. Yeah. Per usual. I mean, I think we were just talking about this before we came on. Like, it's more, it's busier right now than it needs to be or than it usually is. It's crazy. Well, yeah, it's busier than it needs to be. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And joining us today, we have Mike Stevens from Western Outdoor News. Mike, welcome to the podcast, man. How are you? Good morning. Great. Thanks for the invite. Nice. Now yeah, we could finally connect. I know I had to reschedule on you a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's all good, man. It's all good. You're here, which is which all that matters. But uh, let's start uh, with the basics here. When was the last time you went out and uh, what'd you do? Um, I haven't been out in saltwater in, I guess it would have been around September. Um, we take a couple trips on the options at a pier point. A okay. Six yeah. pack and really fun boat to go on I, I get to go once or twice every year um i love island stuff overnight island stuff um captain west on the options is uh fun to fish with i mean i i come back telling people that i don't i've never been on a trip where i laugh as much and learn as much as when i'm on that boat like mm -hmm. i find myself writing down wes's one-liners in my <laughs> notes it's because there's so many of them and I don't want to forget them. So right there in all my notes about how the fishing is and what we're doing is like a quote from Wes and uh, mm -hmm. just a fun operation. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a cool little boat too. I mean, it's nice. Nice. Uh, have you seen it, Darren? No. Uh, options. It's, it's fantastic. He, re they refer to it as the world's biggest small boat or the world's smallest big boat. <laughs> and that's that, it's a perfect description of it. Like when you're on it, it feels like you're on like a regular three quarter day mm -hmm. boat. But when you look at it, like when you're walking up to it, it looks just like a six, a bigger six pack. Right. But he has got those Channel Islands down. I mean, this week we're going to have, he's got limits of white sea bass like a week ago. Oh from, my gosh. For the whole boat. Yeah. There'll be a photo of that in the next paper. But nice. Yeah. He'll, he'll go out there after sea bass. If everyone's after bluefin, he'll still. Charge right through them and fish <laughs> halibut and, and sea bass. So I like it. Yeah, it's I like that. Oh man, have you? I mean, I don't normally hear about sea bass like in November, December. It's usually still bluefin because everyone's gung ho about bluefin. But yep. sea bass and halibut yeah. too. Yeah, all yeah. He had a he had a halibut mixed in. I think part of my caption that I wrote for it was, "What month is it?" Yeah, you know, <laughs> the beginning yeah. of this month. So um, he's still he's still on them, and it's one of my favorite operations to go at. Nice. You know, I'm, I'm, I still, I'm very much a sport boat guy. I, I love mm -hmm. it. I still jump on afternoon half days, you know? Oh, really? Just, oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. I love it. So you live down in San Marcos, but are you going down to San Diego or are you jumping up, up the coast? Um, I fish a lot out of Dana Wharf. If okay. I'm doing, if I'm doing local stuff, I go out of right. Dana Wharf or, but all, you know, everywhere, Seaforth, you know, San Diego. All depends the on, Yeah. It depends on, you know, for fishing islands, what's going on or if, usually if I'm doing the, the really local stuff, I go out of Dana because I really like just fishing. I'll pull on short calicos all day long and oh. eat boat burgers and just love it. <laughs> Music to my ears, man. Music to my ears. I like it. That's up Darren's alley too. Yes, yeah. it is. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's get uh, let's get to your background, man. I know uh, you had said something interesting coming in here that 
Ever since you were about 17 years old, you knew you wanted to work for Western Outdoor News. Yeah, I could take it all the way back to I was in a senior in high school. I had never fished saltwater yet. A family friend took me out on a trip. He's like, yeah, we'll go tomorrow. So I spent the night at his house, and he said, he said, we're going to go with Pat McDonald from Uh Western Outdoor News. He's a friend of mine. And I'm like, who's Pat McDonald? What's Western Outdoor News? And then he gave me a copy, and I was like, wow, like this this (laughs) exists, you know? (laughs) And, you know, Pat ended up pulling out of that trip, so I didn't get to meet Pat back then, but it put the paper on my radar. I came back, I subscribed, I always had it. Mm -hmm. Um, Later on, I ended up working in tackle shops down here, so it was just kind of always around. Um, Studied journalism in college, and... I mean, indirectly, a lot of the jobs I had, even beyond the tackle shop, like, you know, set the the stage for me to get there. Like, mm-hmm. I did five years in tackle shops while I was in school. Um, I worked at the White Sea Bass Hatchery in Carlsbad. No, no kidding. Yeah, for like two years. What uh, were you doing there? Just I was just a tech. Like, oh, you know, anytime, anytime the biologist needed, you know, if, if you're going to get wet or get dirty mm-hmm. or have, have to lift something, <laughs> you know, we did that stuff. So, yeah. but it was cool. You know, I, I, I um, you know, harvested eggs and tagged fish and I did, you know, the whole process, you know, fed them when you can barely, you know, see them. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've been in the facilities, you know, mm-hmm. the, the process and um, ultimately I've got to scoop them into the ocean, you know? So that's cool. I used to say when I worked in a tackle shop and, you know, after that, when I was teaching people to fish other ways, I always said that, you know, I spend all this time being part of the problem, but you know, I personally put 10,000 white sea bass in the <laughs> yeah. ocean. So, yeah. so I'm going to be in the black no matter what. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, you know, after that, I, I did some, um, uh, I wrote sports cards for Upper Deck. Oh, you really? Know? So I wrote, uh, you know, I was writing bios, and that tightened up my mm-hmm. my punctuation and all this stuff. And um, later I worked at a marketing agency, uh, did social media for Plano oh, um, wow. and some other outdoor brands, and I did that for a while. And all this time I'm sending stuff to Western Outdoor News, just writing stuff. Hey, if you want this, print it. And, you know, I, w- mm-hmm. I wasn't getting paid for it or anything, but I just kind of kept doing it over that whole time. And eventually Pat would kind of give me assignments. You know, I do a lot of Eastern Sierra stuff too. So I have all these photos. And so I get, you know, paid gigs with Pat and, you know, eventually our contract run out of the agency that I was doing the work for Plano for. Mm -hmm. And I just, I'm like, well, I'm about to be unemployed. Uh, I, I, I told Pat, I'm like, Hey, how about I just come in on Mondays and help you guys out, you know, Mm -hmm. help you proof the paper, just kind of be in the newsroom the day that it's being produced. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay. And to be honest, when I was in there, I didn't even know I was getting paid. Like I just, until I get a paycheck <laughs> two weeks in, I was like, wow, Pat, you know, Pat, let me come in here. And, you know, eventually I got hired to do Mondays and Wednesday, Thursday, something like that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, how about a fourth day? How about a fifth day? And, and there, hey. yeah, honestly, by the time, by the time I got there, I'd given up on mm-hmm. the idea of, being to be work there full time. Huh. Like I was sending stuff. I'm like, man, this, I'm in a pretty good spot right now. I'm doing the, I'm still in the game full time with the Plano stuff. Right. Or, and, and I can write whatever I want and get paid for it to Western mm-hmm. outdoor news. If I don't want to do it for a month, I don't have to. So mm-hmm. I was feeling pretty good about it. I'm like, yeah, maybe I'm okay now. Um, but when I got offered a job, like I never thought it was going to happen at that point. 
So I was 20 years. I was 37. I'm 46 now. I was 37 when I walked into that door. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. Interesting. Yeah. It's, so, it's been a long. <laughs> wow. Long road. But That's epic, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's long road, but you're there. Yeah. It's <laughs> great to be there. Yeah, <laughs> when you were going to school, what, where did you go to school, by the way? I just, it, community. I went to Palomar College. Um, it just community college. I got an AA in journalism. Nice. But they have a real working newspaper there. And it was okay. an award-winning newspaper. So I really, you know, learned that part of it, laying out pages and that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. even with technology changing so much um it's still a lot of the same stuff that i learned i mean we were using the same software i was using there hmm. until like last year we finally changed <laughs> you know and so mm-hmm. there's a lot of old st- i mean it's still there's print now and there's digital and i i get to play with both and uh mm-hmm. yeah it's it's fun huh interesting when you were in school back then, did you have like a plan in your mind other than Western Outdoor News, like a backup plan? Well, I I, I, I wanted to write sports mm-hmm. mostly. And I actually, um, when I graduated, I interviewed with the San Diego Union Tribune. Okay. And it was just to be like a, um, you know, go to high school football games Friday nights and come back and write it up and and I had a couple interviews, and then I remember after one of the interviews, um, I'm driving home, and I get stuck in the Miramar traffic, just dead stop. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there, and I'm, I literally decided I didn't want to do it in traffic, mm. like on the way back. Yeah. You know, so that that's when I got into um, – I think that's when I went to the hatchery, you know, oh, after okay. that, because that was between, like, um, the tackle shops and the hatchery. I was kind of, mess, you know, looking into that. Mm-hmm. But – other than that, I mean, there's not another. There's not a lot of fishing, you know. I mean, there's field and stream and all that stuff, right. but still, you know, you're not going to be full time at it. Yeah, you know. So it was kind of Western Outdoor News or, or nothing, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I, you know, I, I I dug the paper so much, and I was so familiar with their style and the writers and everything mm-hmm. that uh, I'm just glad it worked out. Have you always been like, in, or has your interest always been in fishing and the outdoors ever since like you were little and all that? Yeah. Um, I, I, I didn't, like I said, I didn't fish salt until I was 17, but, um, you know, growing up, I had a grandpa with a motorhome, mm-hmm. So we went to campgrounds. We, I went to Montana and that thing. Oh, wow. Um, and then, uh, my dad he took me up to uh, crystal Lake in the San Gabriel mountains. And, you know, that was when I first started catching trout. Mm-hmm. And when my dad saw that me and my brother dug that, he's like, well, well, I used to go to this Eastern Sierra with my dad. So we started doing that. Mm-hmm. And I was really a hardcore, like I still am a hardcore Eastern Sierra trout guy, but that's kind of where it started. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I got the job at the tackle shop right out of high school. So um, I've always kind of liked teaching people how to fish and that's, mm-hmm. you know, a tackle shop was a great way to do it hmm. while I was going to school. Yeah. Looking back on it now, do you prefer salt water over freshwater now? Uh, no, uh, it's <laughs> I, I, it, I'm, it's kind of a weird hybrid. Like you don't see okay. too many Sierra salt guys. Yeah, you know, like I don't do like uh, I don't do a lot of freshwater bass fishing or fish in the lakes around here. I mean, I will. I you know, I've been lucky enough to uh, I married into a Michigan family, so I went to visit there. You know, I said, I want to catch, <laughs> I want to catch smallmouth was something I really wanted to do. Nice. And I'm like, well, we're a half hour away from St. Lake St. Clair, which is the smallmouth capital of the planet. Yeah. 
you know, I might as well do it there. So I got to do it there. <laughs> when know. in Rome, right? Right, right. <laughs> so I'm like, I try to fish wherever I go somehow. Mm-hmm. You know, little vacations, I'll bring pack rods and stuff like that. But I, I get asked that from my friends a lot. Like if I had to pick mm-hmm. fresh or salt, you know, really I'm picking from the Pacific Ocean in the Eastern Sierra. I don't know. It might be salt just because I live here. Yeah. Like I can do that whenever I want. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I went to this year five times this year and that was the most I've ever done. It's a record, but mm-hmm. still that's only five times compared to I can go fish the surf. Right. You know, yeah. or the bays. Or, you know, I, mean, I don't have to tell you guys the mm-hmm. opportunities that are out here. Where's your favorite spots in the Sierras to fish? Uh, we fish a lot of um, like backcountry lakes. You know, we'll hike in and catch brook trout or maybe even golden sometimes. Um, I just actually started fishing Lake Crowley about five years ago. Like, I've been going my whole life and never fished right. Crowley. Like, it was just, to us, it was kind of a big, intimidating lake. Like, we didn't have a boat. Um, so We're used to creek hopping and stuff like that. Uh, but we started going up um, in October and renting a boat at Crowley and then doing that and it's that's a lot of fun so we're really hmm. fired up about crowley right now it kind of changed it evolves yeah. like we'll always hike the back country and stuff like that but we have drive up lakes we go to um you fish sabrina yeah that was when when i first started going with my dad um we stayed on uh in bishop creek canyon yeah now we go all the way to mammoth and kind of base out of there but that's one of the first lakes I ever fished. Bishop Creek right there and some Cardinal Village and all that. Cardinal Village is the first place we stayed. Like I love we, that place. When we went, my dad had the pamphlet from when he went. Oh, wow. And it said, you know, 10 bucks a night, 15 <laughs> bucks a night. And my, my dad bought it and, like, you know, tried yeah. to show it to him. Like, can we get these prices? So, but uh, yeah. do you accept this? <laughs> right. Right. Is this valid? Yeah. But um, yeah, it is a hard question between. Sierra and, and, and fresh salt water, but mm-hmm. like I said, it's probably salt. Well, it's probably different memories too, right? I mean, with you know, when it comes to because I was the same way where we grew up going, you know, to even like down the road to Lake Skinner mm-hmm. and going to fish over there and going camping and everything. And then I really didn't get introduced into salt water until I was like maybe 10 or 11 mm-hmm. or something. Ever since then, I haven't really looked back, but other than that, like I still have those fond memories of. You know, just going down Lake Skinner, right? Going camping, it was yeah. cool. Yeah, I mean, I'll never stop going to the Sierras. You know, I bring my, I bring my own kids now. You know, and uh, that'll always be there. I know? was, I was going to ask you that as a father now, going back, you know, in time when when your dad took you and all that. How special is that as it comes kind of full circle for you? It's cool because my, you know, my dad's still going, so he's seeing mm-hmm. it again, and oh, yeah. and, and and I know that, you know, it can be hard. I've got three kids, you know, mm-hmm. between six and 12. And I'm like, you know, you've got to take them to a place where they're going to get bit, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I think uh, the last trip they came on, they were only there for the first half of the week and I was there for a whole week. Mm-hmm. So those first three days, I didn't even bring my own rod. I'm yeah. just like, right, mm-hmm. you're just bouncing from one to the <laughs> other. And luckily, you know, we got into fish right away. And my oldest is um, pretty fired up about it, and she's competitive about everything. You know, my <laughs> middle girl is ten, and she's she's more of a artsy type. You know, and she's like, yeah, okay, I got one, but I'm gonna go check this out. And and then my my six year old boy, he's just like, I want to catch tuna. I want to catch a tuna, and because you know he sees them on TV and stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm. you got to catch a sand bass first, man. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so. Oh 
man, that's awesome. That's really cool. When so let's kind of go delve back in the into the paper, right? So mm-hmm. you're uh, what actually? What is your role at, at Western Outdoor News? Now I'm managing editor. Managing editor. Okay. Right. Gotcha. Right. So, so I'm I'm the uh, uh, the only in house editor in the office. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a North editor, Dave Hurley. We have a saltwater editor, Merritt McRae. You mm-hmm. know who you know. Um, and we have freelancers all over the state and beyond. I mean, we've got our Baja guy. Um, Pat still writes some stuff for us on occasion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I manage all these writers who, who kind of manage themselves at this point. I mean, mm-hmm. there's guys who've been writing for Western Outdoor News for 30 years. Mm-hmm. You know, this is our 70th year this year. You know, wow. our, our next paper is actually the 70th. Oh, wow. Anniversary paper. Oh, wow. You know, we're going to put all... We've been putting all kinds of like... Uh, I'm kind of getting sidetracked here. Oh, you're We've good. been putting all kinds of like throwback stuff because there's stacks of all the old papers yeah, everywhere. I've noticed that. Yeah, we've been putting that in and people have told me that they really dig it. And this this next issue is going to have a bigger one of those. Um, but uh, yeah, getting back to, you know, my role there, um, it's just wrangling all the stuff that comes in from all over the place every mm-hmm. week, you know, um, building the papers on, on Mondays when it's press day, uh, and, you know, planning for future like special sections and stuff, mm-hmm. you know? So when you have, so you have the, the actual paper copy and the, the digital edition as well. Yeah. Um, you know, when it comes to the paper copy, kind of going old school there, like what's the whole process? Press day is Monday and then it goes to the printer at some other day. And then it actually goes like Sunday is actually a work day for me. I work from home on Sundays. That's when I get a lot of the materials, but still on in the office on Monday, it's still coming in Monday morning up till about noon. And while it's coming in, we're building it, we're proofing it. And you know, our goal is to be out there by four 30. Um, and it, it goes to print that night. Oh, like when okay. I show up the next morning on Tuesday, you know, we're maybe the first hour our guy's going to come in with a box of samples of, oh, here it is. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it happens pretty quick. Wow. Yeah. Huh. And so that's, has it always been like that for 70 years where it's always been Mondays and all that or ha- has uh, it changed? It's been, I can't speak for <laughs> 70 years, but, <laughs> but, uh, what you don't know. <laughs> no, like I, I used to ask all the time, some of the old school guys, mm-hmm. like, procedures and stuff like how'd you do this without email <laughs> like, yeah, yeah you know and they're telling me stories about guys like we would send a guy to lake shasta for something going on up there and he would dictate it over the phone and somebody's typing it back and i'm like oh man that's real newsroom stuff right yeah. there yeah. like I'm, I'm a nerd about that kind of stuff but uh yeah i don't know i mean as far as i can remember growing up reading the paper being a subscriber i always got it on on Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. So I imagine it's been happening on Mondays like that for a long time. And but that, yeah. Plus you allow that weekend to happen. So if people right. are fish all weekend, you know, the last thing you want is somebody to catch a huge fish or some big story to happen that we got to sit on it. Yeah. You know, so uh, as far as I can remember, that's that's been how it's going. As, you know, but the difference, obviously, there's plenty of difference between the digital copy and the uh, and the paper copy and all that. Are there any differences as far as the process goes versus online versus, uh, I guess, in paper? Not not so much in the building. I mean, I, I, we have Allie in production, um, mm-hmm. handles both of them. Um, uh, 
I don't do anything different. I know for like, if you're a subscriber, you get the digital, you can get a digital only subscription, but if you get the print, you do get the digital too. And those people will get it on like Tuesday morning, like in, immediately Yeah. In, instead of, you know, if it comes in the mail, it depends on where, right. you know, where you live and, and digital, everything's in color and you can zoom in on stuff and you can save stuff and search the issues and the whole mm -hmm. art. I mean, there's about four years of digital archives on there. If you want to look back at stuff, mm -hmm. but as far as producing it, um, it's not much different. Are you a, or I, I know these guys exist. Um, are you a, I need a physical copy in hand and read it kind of guy, or are you just as satisfied with the online edition? I don't, I've, I, there was no digital. I mean, now there's just papers everywhere. So I'll read yeah. that. But for certain tasks in the office, like uh, we need to find something. I'm not looking through a bunch of papers. I'm, look, I'm looking through the digital. <laughs> yeah. So there are, we have so many like long time readers. Like that's why the, the print part is always there. Mm -hmm. Like, um, especially since the shows came back, that's where we get a lot of subscribers. And I always kind of take a look at the pe the makeup of the people mm -hmm. in line subscribing at the shows. And it's a lot of guys who have been there forever. They all say when they were in on the cover or when they got in. But I was surprised over the last few years with, um, you know, post-2020, um, how many younger people are in there subscribing. Oh, you know, and, that's good. And I know they like to, like to get their picture in there because a lot of the stuff that I find, I'm always scouring, scouring like Instagram. Mm -hmm. I'm like... I kind of live on social uh, on, when I'm out of the office because, you know, if somebody catches a big fish, that's where it's going first. Yeah. Um, so I get a lot of stories that way. And I, I tell the people, it'll be in this issue. And they'll be like, oh, send me one. And, you know, it's mm -hmm. kind of, I think that's kind of what starts it all. But, you know, if I'm reading anything else, I'm kind of a print guy. I've never mm -hmm. read a book on a Kindle or something <laughs> like that, you know, but I, but I do a lot, I, a lot of, online research and stuff like that, you know, right. there's certain t uses for both personally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I know when it comes to the, the cover, I mean, it, it's almost like that's, that's when, you know, you made it in fishing. <laughs> it's when, if you have your picture on, on any cover of Western outdoor news, you've made it. Your life is pretty much complete. At least your fishing life is complete. And that's, that, that's basically it. It's still the same way. It still has the same, um, the same notoriety and the same meaning, I guess, to, yeah. to all the anglers. I can argue with that hundred percent. My, uh, I, one of my bluefin that I caught earlier this year made it in Western outdoor news. Mm -hmm. So my mom, she called me and she goes, you're in the paper, you're in the paper. <laughs> She's like, I'll send it to you. So she ended up sending me the clipping of me and my fish and the article that was written. And now it's on my yeah. Refrigerator door. Hell yeah. yeah. I've I received bribes. To be <laughs> I bet you do. I, I bet you do. I think the the best one I got was an offer of $500 cash and free chiropractic work. <laughs> I, and it, it, it was a good photo, you know, and it, it, it could have made the cover. And But thankfully, I'm not the, the only voice on the cover. Like yeah. a lot of things go into the covers, like – I get emails of, hey, this is, this is a cover shot. I'm like, okay. Well, <laughs> I, all I can guarantee is that I'll put it in the running, you know, but a, a lot of things go into um, what gets on the cover. 
Uh, I was going to say, what's the process? It depends. Like if, if all of a sudden, you know, it's, it's, uh, all of a sudden Dorado pop up all over the place. It's like, well, we should try and get a Dorado cover, you know, and we'll make an effort to get a certain, certain flavor of one. Mm -hmm. Other times on the other end of the spectrum, it's like it's Monday and we don't have a cover yet. That's kind of happens around this time of year in yeah. January. Not as many people are fishing. If you need photos, I can shoot you some, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah do it. You do it all day long. We, we love that. Because um, if something doesn't get on the cover and it's good, we'll still use it on the inside, you mm-hmm. know, like Tony said. But, um, yeah, we've had times where we're freaking out over we don't have a cover yet. And some of them, we get photos that are cover worthy, but they're not, you know, quality isn't there they're too small a file because mm-hmm. it has to be vertical oh you know? yes and or it's sent from an android right <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man like I, I can't believe sometimes like i'll get a photo and it'll be a 75k file and i'm like oh i don't even gosh. think i can try and do that like <laughs> what phones these days are shooting that low yeah but we try and tell people you know people how do i get on the cover i'm like okay shoot vertical use a lot of leave mm-hmm. a lot of wiggle room around because we got to put headlines around you and right you know, a, a lot goes into it that way. But like, like say if this Eastern Sierra opener, just as an example is coming up, you mm-hmm. know, we'll want a trout cover, you know, so we'll look at for certain things, but. When know, is the opener? Last, uh, last Saturday of April every year. So it's not a certain date, but it's always that last Saturday right. of April. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, people, I've seen framed covers. I've seen people like Tony said, hers is on the wall, her picture, mm-hmm. um, people send me pictures of their cover from the eighties on mm-hmm. the wall or people say, people will call and say, or, you know, I was in on the paper in the early eighties. Can you find it for me? Oh, <laughs> You're going to have to do a little better than that. <laughs> <laughs> like if you, if you give me a, you know, like a month and a year, yeah. you know, maybe there's a shot, but, um, but not if you're telling me like sometime between 81 and 84, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I bet you anything. I've never been to Western Outdoor News, but I can imagine there's probably all kinds of archives all over the place where, you know, you have pictures over here. And I'm I'm guessing you guys keep a catalog of every issue, right? Every single thing. Um, it's kind of funny. It's literally all around us now. Like we had a warehouse mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. had all this stuff in it. And maybe we had a few years in the shelf. Mm-hmm. But we got all the stuff out of the warehouse, and now it's just like if this was our office, it'd be all over the place. Wow. So, um, I mean, yeah, a lot of them are in these bound books, mm-hmm. you know, that have the year on them, the year range. Oh, yeah. So, like, if someone knows when they were in it, we can find them in those. But, huh. you know, but yeah, there's history all over the place. Like, I found this book on eBay that was produced by Western Outdoor News in like the early 80s. And it was like a fishing almanac. I'm oh, that's cool. I paid 35 bucks for it. And then the next week I found it like in some drawer in the office. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's great. Like, <laughs> but yeah, you're always running across, you know, you open some drawer and you mm-hmm. see old cool stuff, you know, laying mm-hmm. around. When, when you had mentioned earlier that you were publishing kind of old archival uh, issues and all that stuff, that's just because... You guys are hitting 70 years right now, right? Yeah, we decided to do it to kind of celebrate the 70-year thing. So we've Mm -hmm. been doing it since the first issue of January. Um, But I don't know. I mean, the the feedback we get on it, 
maybe we would keep going. That's cool. You know, the con, like I said, I'm surrounding by, surrounded by the content, Yeah. you know, and it's sometimes we'll do the nineties, you know, Mm -hmm. and sometimes we do super old ones. It's like like doing throwback Thursday on Instagram. Yeah. And that was the thing. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) One one of the shows last year, Brad was walking around with a box of old, Mm -hmm. old papers and, yeah. He gave me two of them, and I still got them at home. Yeah, yeah. There's looking through those, checking out the prices of stuff back then. It's <laughs> oh, like, yeah, man. that's that's fun too. Right? That's <laughs> depressing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that, that's cool, man. That's cool. I think uh, seeing all those things where you know you had mentioned pricing, all the different, I guess, counts to even the old boats too, the sport boats that were around back then. Yeah, or the ones that are still around now but have different names. It's really cool just to yeah. kind of dive into history and, and all that. Yeah. Do you do you offer that kind of service where, you know, I was on the cover of this issue and all that? Can you can you print it for me? Or um if it's if it's an old one, we'll we'll scan it, scan you know, it. and kind of send them a PDF of it. Mm-hmm. The newer stuff, like from the last, I don't know, 15 years or so, we still have all the PDFs. So we can send them a, a nicer look. Because if you were on it in 1995, you know, that newsprint's not going to be in great shape anymore. But if you yeah. have a picture of it in a PDF, you can tinker with it in, in Photoshop, brighten it up or whatever, print it on good paper. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we'll do that if we can find them. Nice. You know. Nice. So your where, your warehouse is lined, right, with content. So obviously seven, 70 years ago, you weren't able to have digital copies, right? right. So now... Do you have an archive where, you know, maybe everything was scanned or there's some kind of archival process that you can go, oh, I want to look up this from the 80s or this um, issue, and there's a, a PDF version of it there? Not other other than the ones that we have digital issues of, we cannot. You know, it's just – and I've, I've joked, like, we should do, like, a whole digital archive of everything, you know, it's, but it – it would be such an undertaking, <laughs> you know, like it, when, when we had them in the warehouse, it, they were to the ceiling. I mean, it was 20 feet high and there oh just gosh. those file boxes, you know, <laughs> and it's just, and it's scribbled on the box, like what years in there, <laughs> you know? So I don't know. I don't know. It's like straight that. out of that, that old, those old movies of uh, like the sliding ladder and all that. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's how it was. We had one of those to get to the top. Oh, really? Yeah. But nice. now, you know, <laughs> it's actually a lot easier now to have them all over the office. Mm-hmm. But it would be cool to do that. Like, you know, because I've, I see names of guys. Uh, I, I found a neighbor's dad. I'm like, oh, wow. his last, you know, I don't recognize that last name. I email him, like, you know, this person. And, you know, we caught some big yellowtail in the 60s. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think it would be cool if people knew their parents were in it or something like that, or their grandparents were in it, you know. But yeah. another thing that's that I've noticed, and I know you guys could appreciate this, is when I'm looking at these old issues and I'm reading editorials and stuff, that they're fighting a lot of the same type of battles, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, like with with limits and 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 uh regs and licenses and all that stuff like a lot of it seems really familiar when oh, i'm reading oh, yeah. decades old Non-stop. stuff yeah well i guess so, it's it's good that you know i guess we're we're not in short supply of that but yeah. uh yeah i guess that follows us through generation and generation right so there's been something let, let's change gears here there's been something that's been on our minds <laughs> and this is this the story about the salmon that was caught mm-hmm. down here mm-hmm Give us the scoop, spill all the details that you can, tell us about it. Okay, I'll take it from the, when I first heard about it, I got a, 
a photo from a local freshwater guide who gives me just, you know, he fishes Otai and stuff. So if he does good and gets good photos, he sends me a, an email. So mm-hmm. just, just a source on what's going on. I've got a long list of them. Mm-hmm. He sends me a photo and it's got this guy holding the salmon. And he says, you know, this guy, this guy just caught this this morning um, in the San Diego River. Um, but don't say anything about it. Like, he didn't want me to say anything. He says, I'm just sharing it with you. He doesn't really want it to share it at all. <laughs> so at the beginning, so like, I said it to a newspaper source. Well, yeah, no, yeah, no, I've always said, I, I tell these guys, I said, I will never burn your spots. You know, if there's something, mm-hmm. if there's a bait or something you're using and you know, if you don't want to say exactly what it is, I can say it was on a big trout imitating swim bait. You know, I can mm-hmm. just dance around it yeah. out of respect for my sources Yeah, to get Good this information. You. Like Good I will never like spot burn or bait burn or any yeah. other burn. If, yeah. if they tell me they don't want it in, I don't put it in. So I'm like, well, thanks for sharing it. You know, this is, this is pretty cool. But mm-hmm. you know, if, if he decides he wants to talk to somebody though, like I hope <laughs> you, know, you tell him to talk Give to him my number. <laughs> so then another one of my sources, um, from, uh, Skinner, uh, Jimmy, you know, the guy who guides for stripers out there, uh, yeah, Jimmy I've heard Glenn, of him, yeah. um, he's like, dude, I got your cover shot. <laughs> and I'm like, Okay, well, this is kind of crazy. I'm going to see two cool photos in the same day. He sends me yeah. the exact same photo. <laughs> like, both of these guys knew the guy personally. Oh, and, um, but, you know, by the end of the day, I'm like, do you think he'll want to talk? And they're like, yeah, yeah I kind of think he will. So I'm like, I'm like, cool. And I'm, I'm just waiting to hear from the guy. Mm-hmm. Well, then it goes all a Facebook. Oh, yeah. You know, so they, the guy just gave them to go ahead. They went ahead and shared it. So um, we just shared one of those, mm-hmm. like on Instagram. We didn't have any info yet. And I was like, well, I'll talk to the guy eventually and get his part of the story eventually. Yeah. You know, and you know how things work on Facebook. Like, <laughs> you know, all the all the judges come out. Everyone's of it's fake. It's not true. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. this is a guy who has almost no social presence. You know, there's no reason for him to like, like – He's just a very under the radar guy. Yeah. He didn't, it turns out he didn't even, he didn't know what it was. Like he caught it and he thought it was, <laughs> it was just a big fish. He was fishing for bass. <laughs> he was fishing a chatterbait for bass and he caught this huge, he just thought it was a huge stock trout that got in there somehow. <laughs> there was a guy, um, I don't know if you noticed in the, in the photo, there's a float tube in the photo. Mm. I thought it was the angler, but it was another, another guy who was there, um, who would just got out to take the picture. Mm. That guy didn't know what it was either. Oh my God. He was like, I was here all day and I've been fishing here all day. And you guys, you walk up and catch this. Mm-hmm. And it was his buddies, the guides who told him, you know, that's a salmon, you know? So I'm like, okay. I'm like, I've never really fished for salmon. I've accidentally caught one on a boat on Oceanside once, <laughs> but I, I have contacts in the North and I'm like, what's going on here? Like, what mm-hmm. am I looking at? And they're like, well, it's definitely, it doesn't have its fin clipped. And I think that's a hatchery thing. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, adipose fin. Right. Yeah. They back. said it's, it's not clipped. Um, a couple people said it looks like it's been in fresh water for a while based on the color it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy was like, he's like, he was just such a humble, like, like not the guy you would think would have such a impactful, yeah. right. you know, photo. You know, he was like, I, I just, I could fish an hour and a half a day. You know, if I get to an hour, my wife's calling me, when are you coming home? So he's like, that's the type of fishing he does when you can just jump out and yeah. cast into the river or something like that. Huh. But, 
as, as far as like, what was it doing there? Like, I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you know, some, there were some suggestions that it wasn't the San Diego river in the photo, that it was um. Sacramento river or something like that. But in the whole photo, you can see a building in the background. Hmm. My buddy who works there, I'm like, Hey, I send it to him. I'm like, what building is that? And he kind of figures it out. I mean, we had it triangulated on, you know, Google maps, exactly oh, yeah. where it was, but I'm not going to. Yeah, right. I'm not going to say like, hey, guys, it's this building at this part of the river. <laughs> yeah. That's where he was. Yeah. But um, it was definitely the San Diego River. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's, it's, any it, idea on how old it might have been? I don't know. Do you have any idea? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so the, the article said it was a king, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, salmon generally live anywhere, depending on the species, like four to six years. On average, mm -hmm. that's, that's their not lifespan. Old. Yeah, that's not old. So that thing, wasn't, yeah, wasn't there very long. Yeah, and and some of the contacts from the Golden State Salmon Association that I also used in the article, they were telling me about tag studies of how far away from where a fish was tagged, and it's over a thousand miles. Like, yeah. wow, like it's possible. It's the ocean. I mean, we've all seen weird stuff, you know. Yeah. Um. So I mean. Yeah, it was it was one of our biggest stories, you know, on the internet, like as far as right. eyeballs and stuff like that. And uh, it was fun to do. I wish we had better photos. That was really the best photo of it. You huh. know, and it wasn't a great photo, <laughs> you know. So, I do remember that. Yeah. So if someone's going to fake that with Photoshop and is that good at it, they made it look poor quality. They also. deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, man. Have yeah. you... Yeah, go for it. No, I, that photo, when it came out, I sent it over to my dad because we grew up fishing for salmon in Alaska. So mm -hmm. we did – my dad was a big fly fisherman. We did the whole flossing deal, you know. And when I sent it over to him, he's like, oh, my gosh, that looks like one genetically modified salmon. Yeah. You know, that's not the salmon that we're used to seeing up there. And he was talking about how there used to be steelhead up in one of the Malibu rivers. I don't know what, if it's mm -hmm. called the Malibu River or one of the rivers the up rivers there. The rivers around. I mean, I mean, there's there's rivers that, uh, the Santa Margarita River, the one you drive over and when you go over Camp Pendleton. Um, uh, those yeah. are all historical steelhead waters, you know. And mm. I know that's we're talking salmon or steelhead. But, I mean, we've had, you know trout type yeah. stuff going on like historically in these creeks um still I'd, I'd, lo I'd love to know how and hmm. under what circumstances too bad that thing wasn't tagged so you could figure that right. out yeah has i mean i know there's been a whole bunch of crazy stuff in the past and all that but for as far as 2023 as is concerned has that been like the craziest thing that you've seen on the paper for this year i think so um Talk about a, an, a great end to a year. <laughs> right. Yeah, that, that that actually wasn't our biggest story of the year. Our biggest story as far as, you know, web hits mm -hmm. was, and this is a freshwater um, story, was a guy caught a 20-some pound brown trout out of uh, uh, Upper Twin Lake by Bridgeport oh in the Sierra. Oh, <laughs> um, and wow. It was, it was the same thing. Like, you know, first, I mean, I actually got on that one real early and – we kind of broke that one. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, people reacted like, oh, there's no way that's 20 pounds. Look how he's holding it and all that stuff. <laughs> I'm like, this was caught at a lake in the California that produced the lake record brown or the state record brown trout. Mm -hmm. And like five of the top 15 
they have a certified scale. <laughs> like yeah. there's there's a reason yeah. for it. <laughs> I mean, I talked to the guy at the dock who put it on the scale, and I interviewed this guy, and this guy like dedicates his retired life to to fishing for big brown trout. Mm-hmm. Like he retired, he bought a boat specifically to do that and nothing else, and he lives at the lake all summer. Like he literally he's retired. He lives in an RV in the campground, huh. and then he leaves when the snow comes and comes back and. Wow. But uh, that was that was our, our our biggest hitter, and it was very similar to the salmon in how we got the story and threw it out there, and people reacted to it. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's unbelievable! A twenty pound brown trout. Mm-hmm. That's Can't, epic. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Like a like holding a yellowtail. Yeah. That's what he looked like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was the previous record? Do you know offhand? Well, that that wasn't a state record. It was, but uh, it was like in the top five all time in the state. So, oh, so it it's wasn't a record. No, was... that wasn't a state record. No. Oh wow! I think it might have been the biggest caught. Like Twin Lakes, Bridgeport are two connected lakes. Mm-hmm. That might have been the biggest for Upper, and they're connected. So yeah, I don't know how much of a difference that is. But um, I don't. I put it in the story what the record was, but it's in the high twenties. Hmm. Yeah. You mentioned a degree of fact-checking that you have to do when you go through, you know, some of the photos that you're, um, that are being sent to you. How often do you come across a photo or a story where you go, I don't know, and you find out that maybe it's not the truth? There are times when it's not, I mean, when people are sending me fishing photos, um, I, there's no telling when a fish was actually caught. Mm-hmm. You know, so that I like I have my network of trusted. I mean, uh, there's a lot of people in there now. But if anything, um, even if I think the way this guy's holding this fish and he claims it's 15 pounds, I know everyone's going to think it's eight pounds. So maybe yeah. I won't put a I'll put, I won't put a weight in the caption. I'll just mm-hmm. guy, this guy caught this huge sheephead. Yeah, you know, and just all, and then all the other information I know, mm-hmm. just because I know there's going to be blowback, even though I don't know if he's telling the truth or not, you know. So, fifth anglers by nature, you know, yeah, they, of they're always fish stories. It's especially never, this guy. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's 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 always been that way. Mm-hmm. Like you know, our grandparents joked about lying in photos, of course. And, you know, or how so, it gets bigger every year. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The longer ago it was, yeah. So that I mean, a lot of it's just just trust. I mean, really, if someone sends you a photo, it's you only have his word for it. And as long as the story's not too ridiculous, you know, we've had some we've had some bad ones that we just won't run. It's mm-hmm. like when it's really bad. I mean, we had a photo of a white sea bass that was under ten pounds, and the guy said it was like thirty. Oh, and and you, you can tell it. the sea bass on a picture. Yeah, that, that's like, not thirty pounds. I'm not putting this in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, is it more so like a gut feeling, like on your end? Like you've seen quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. You just you just kind of know, you know. And I'm sure stuff slips through. You know, yeah. it's just from the sheer volume of it all. Like, yeah. you know, something's going to get through. Like I had somebody send me a photo of a big striper from Diamond Valley Lake. And, um, and, uh, it was, it was legit. They had it on the scale and, and then later I found out someone saw them and they found it floating and they actually said, I'm going to get in Western outdoor news with this watch, you know, and that, you know, that kind of stuff, that's very rare, but I was like, okay, 
<laughs> Guess who's never getting in here again? Yeah. yeah. Well, kind of on the, the same line of line about fish and stuff. Have you guys, besides the mo- most recent one that's been in the news a lot with the whole weights and fish thing? Oh, yeah. Have you uh, yeah. guys come across anything like that prior? I mean, that were they cheats so bad? Um, you know what? If you got Billy Egan, our tournament director, has a story from, and I don't want to butcher the details on it because he knows all of them, but there was a situation where he was doing a bass tournament and there was something like that going on, mm. you know. But other than that, um, you know, we don't we don't have a lot of catch and kill tournaments, you know, mm-hmm. where you're going to stuff yeah. a fish. Um, so, yeah, I haven't, I haven't got much of that. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, it's got to happen. It, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. it has to happen so much because doing research into that, I guess tournaments in, in Japan, they would actually wave a, a wand around the yeah. fish to make sure there's nothing in them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Getting, a little metal, metal detector. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. actually genius. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's sad that it has to come to that point. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Very sad. The yeah. amount of money and boats on the line and stuff like that, it's like it's got to come to that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, throughout the year, I know, you know, we had talked about, you know, November is usually, or I think November, tuna, uh, the tuna jackpot. Mm-hmm. And there's all these different tournaments throughout the year and different events. What's typically your, your year like? Do you get to go out on the road quite a bit just with uh, work and all that? Or do you get to go fish at all? Too? Yeah, I get to do some of our um, events. Uh, like I go out to Striper Derby at Havasu in mm-hmm. May. Um, usually I get to cover the Sierra Trout Opener. Um, we, I get to do the shows and mm-hmm. I'll even, um, I'll do shows on my day. I'm like, as many days as you want me at the show. I still love the shows. Oh, okay. Um, and we have charters, um, that we do and I will host a few of them a year. Mm-hmm. I, I do the like overnighters and maybe full day stuff, you know, that mm-hmm. won't keep me out of the office too long, but, um, yeah, yeah, there's, there's opportunities to be in the field. You know, I, I'll, I'll go to day at the docks. I mean, mm-hmm. we'll have a booth there, but I'll just go for the fun of it, mm-hmm. you know, bring my kid. But, uh, yeah, we get to, um, we get to do stuff like that. That actually does make sense. Now that I think about it where because of the nature of your business, where you have quick turnarounds and all that, you really can't be away from the office for terribly long. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's why I haven't been at a lot of the, um, the Juan Bass stuff because mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it's gone four days. Um, the Sierra openers on a weekend, so I can kind of pull that off. Plus mm-hmm. I get home Sunday afternoon and I can still do my Sunday stuff. Yeah. So it, a lot of it, most of what I can and can't do is based on where it lands on the calendar. Mm. You know, like well, the main reason I couldn't go to Cabo this year is because, you know, I've got a full slate of stuff to do on Sunday mm. and I wouldn't have been back until Sunday night. And mm. there's just no way around yeah. that. You know, last year I was in the, on my laptop in the hotel room doing it. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it wouldn't have been possible this year. So it's really just wherever it falls on the schedule. Like mm-hmm. next week or next month, I, I'm going to um, the Berkeley. Uh, they invited me to an event in Houston where it's like all the science of Berkeley, you know, oh. and it's held at NASA. And, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So they're going to do a thing there where we get to check out all their new baits and they're going to tell us all the scientific stuff that goes into them. So that's cool. You know, stuff like that pops up. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's, I'm almost been there for 10 years and I still really dig stuff like that, you know? Oh, I would dig that. Yeah. A, a right. Berkeley event. Yeah. Science based. But yeah, I, like, I wish I can go on more charters, you know, mm-hmm. it's cool to, you know, 
not only just talk to people, but fish with them, you mm -hmm. know, the, with readers and stuff. Um, we have like multi-day ones, you know, that other guys will host, but, uh, mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, I, I do like getting out there. That's cool. That's cool, man. Yeah. Well, in, uh, we're coming up on the end of 2023, but, uh, any big exciting stuff or any big exciting plans for you or the paper in 2024? Um, there's, uh, on the freshwater side, there's been a lot of, um, of, of big news going on. Like we have a partnership with Bassmaster now. And there's, oh, nice. there's now our tournament circuit, our one bass tournament circuit is a legitimate path for Western anglers to earn their way to the Bassmaster Classic. You know? Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. So we have that partnership going on. There's another, um, there's more big news on that front that we can't talk about until January. Yeah. So, um, freshwater guys, stay tuned for that. Mm -hmm. Um, on the saltwater side, uh, we're starting to, um, build our, uh, charters for next year, like mm -hmm. our full charter list. They're all listed on the website. Mm -hmm. Um, there's not much on there now, but usually between now and like maybe the end of February we have, it's pretty beefed up. Mm -hmm. So anything from, you know, multi-day into Mexico, you know, that that's kind of the stuff our sales guys are working on now mm -hmm. is populating that. Um, last year we had, um, it's funny, uh, our it was called the big fish challenge mm -hmm. where it was a 10 week, um, event where you can fish for prizes and the big grand yes. prize package. And when you're, you sent your <laughs> thing for your event yeah. and I'm like, look, it's the CCA big fish challenge. <laughs> you know, we're yeah. going to, we're talking about making some changes to that. Um, instead of being a two week thing, it might just be a one day thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but not a lot, not a lot of that's locked in yet. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and it all builds towards Cabo again. I, it never ceases to amaze me how early I hear, um, them talk, them being our general manager and the sale mm -hmm. guys and everybody and Billy, how early they start working on the Cabo tuna jackpot, which is in November. Like it mm -hmm. wouldn't surprise me one bit if they're taking calls in February, you know, and setting the stage for that thing. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, everything's been moving really fast since 2020, mm -hmm. you know, since we, we built new websites, we got really active on social, um, you know, the, the digital end of it and new, the events evolving. It's, it's all happened really fast in the last like few years. Was, was when we had COVID in 2020 and all that, that did that kind of expedite a, a plan that you guys may have had to go like full on digital and all that? Or was that just the nature of the beast? No, it was when that happened, we always talked about like leading up to 2020, there was always talk about, Oh, we need a new website. And then, you know, we need to, but it was always just kind of talk. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, COVID happened, you know, we were, we were working from home, you know, we we're filling a paper with content when no, barely anyone was fishing. Yeah. You know, it was a really challenging time. And when we came back, um, you know, our, our new GM, Brad, he comes from television, you know, production. And he just, he was just like, you know, we've talked about this. Let's, instead of talking about these things, let's just do it. Mm -hmm. So that's been kind of our attitude since 2020. Like, and that's why in a 70 year old paper in the last three years, they've really changed and really grown. And we're still like mm -hmm. looking to tinker with it. Um, so I, I expect a lot more of that, you know, next year. Yeah. So, well, well, I know for, for sure, um, 
you know, over the last, at least definitely in the last handful of years, I know you've always hit me up about content and all that. Mm-hmm. And I thank you so much for, um, you know, allowing us the, the opportunity to really just kind of give you content, whenever we need to get out. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's almost like, it's not even a question. It's like, it's always done automatic. Yeah. I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. I tell, you know, I've, I t- I've told you and I've told other, I say, abuse me. I mean, be, be, be <laughs> annoying, you know, I, I, especially the CCA stuff, like when mm-hmm. the, the fishing license stuff was happening, you know, we couldn't get enough of it out there and, you know, and that, you know, printing that or putting it online and including some kind of call to action mm-hmm. is something um, I've tried to be more aware of, you know, over the last few years. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, keep doing it. Well, I know for sure in 2024, there's going to be no shortage of content with mm-hmm. uh, our star tournament and all that, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about here in, in depth on the podcast, but it's, it's going to be a big deal. Yeah. You guys, you were saying that your office was going nuts once we made the announcement. Yeah. Because I, I saw it came <laughs> in. I was, I wasn't in the office when that, when that email came and I saw it, I'm like, Oh, they're doing a tournament, but I didn't read the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then I came into the office and Brad was like, Hey, you're going to run something this week on that, that new CCA thing. And I was like, sure. And someone's like, well, what CCA thing? And then it kind of got circulated. And yeah. someone's like, they got a Parker. And I didn't even know at that point. I dug in. And I was like, wow, there it is. I saw the photo of it. I'm like, that is really cool. There's yeah. some, some great prizes to go along with that. Yeah. And I know you guys said you're going to talk about it on a mm-hmm. future pod. But it's is it something that goes on like regionally already? That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, if you're familiar with CCA in other states, um, CCA, Texas, Florida, Louisiana, South Carolina, Alabama, all these other states, um, they have a star tournament. And so um, it originated from the acronym State of Texas Angler Rodeo. Now it's State mm. Tournament Angler Rodeo, I think. And um, basically in other states, they're giving away not just one Parker, <laughs> not just one boat, but they're giving away multiples mm-hmm. of center consoles and trucks and combos and gift yeah. certs. And even on the um, youth side, they're giving away like 20, 30 K in scholarship money too. So it's, it's a big deal. And we're, we're trying to uh, live up to that, uh, that hype here in California. It's so cool. it, yeah, it's going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to that. One. I heard at one point, uh, maybe it was the Texas side. You had to go to Ford dealer, pick up your truck before you had to go get your boat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I How kid awesome you not. That? <laughs> I was there. I just happened to be there that day. In Houston, and they they were giving away five center consoles to five different winners who caught tagged redfish. The kicker was they actually had to go to the local Ford dealership to go pick up their brand new truck that went with the, that went oh, with the center console. No, no, that's rough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. It was unbelievable. I think there was five or six of them in the parking lot. I was just, it was yeah. just baffling. Those poor guys. Right? I know, I know. That's cool. I feel bad, but yeah. How, how how busy is our May when it comes to CCA stuff? Uh, like oh, the month of May. Yeah, mm, it's it's a little bit slower, but we're gonna have two banquets in May. I wonder if we can get out and do the striper tournament. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Oh, striper derby. That, yeah, striper derby. That's been a bucket list thing of mine for a while. Well, I just noticed the other day, or well, yesterday, in the office looking at the calendar that it's. Striper Derby Falls on Cinco de Mayo. So you got Lake mm. Havasu, Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> it's it's going to be a special one. Oh, man. We got a place to stay. My dad lives out there. Oh, cool. Right close to the water. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> I like it. It's a lot of fun. Like that's, yeah. that's a, that's a, it's a long running event, um, but it's chill. Like it's, it's a, 
it's one of our we call it a family event. Right. There's mm-hmm. people who take it seriously, and, yeah. there's pe- and a lot of them just are just there to have a good time. Good time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got every type of boat imaginable, like pontoons that barely float, you know, or, <laughs> or rafts, right up to like you know saltwater center consoles, and and guys are just buying these boxes full of anchovies and just. <laughs> but like it, it just it. I always think about like if I was just a reader, like what of what Western Outdoor News stuff would I participate in? And Striper would be like at the top of the list. That's pretty much yeah. That's where huh. yeah. Yeah. We well, might have to do that then. I sent you the thing on it. Okay. Cool. Cool. I like it. Well, Mike, this has been awesome, man. Thank you so much for coming yeah, in. Glad I finally got to yeah. make it. Um, before we get going here, tell us uh, your socials and how do we get in contact with you and how do we uh, subscribe to Western Outdoor News? Um, you can, uh, our website's wonews.com. Um, we're very active on, on Instagram. I think it's just Western Outdoor News on Instagram. We have a Facebook. Um, uh, my personal one is mstevens395. Uh, on, on Instagram. But if you want to send photos and stuff, there's a portal on the website or you can email them to editors at Western out or editors at wonews.com. And my email is Mike at wonews.com. So if it goes to editors, I'll get it. But if, if it needs to come straight to me, photos, mm-hmm. stories, anything like that, that's the way in. Yeah. Cool, man. Funny story. I emailed Mike uh, on his old, old email address and it bounced. And I could have, I, I was panicking because I thought Mike left. <laughs> no, I was turning after news. No, I had the world's most annoying email. It was Mike S. <laughs> so I'm telling people, I, mean, I had to tell everyone, Mike S. That's a minus sign. So <laughs> I, I kept both for a while, just, you know, just for people who only could reach me there. And then we finally killed it. So mm-hmm. there's been some casualties. And you, <laughs> and you were one of them, apparently. It's all good. It's all good. I know how to get to you now. Yeah. But cool, man. Thank you so much for coming in. Yeah, I really thanks appreciate a lot. it. Appreciate you got it. it. Thanks yeah. for having me. We'll guys. have to have you back here in 24 and sure. uh, probably after Strapper Derby now. Now yeah. that I know it's so much fun. Or yeah. during. Yeah, or during. Yeah. Yeah. Have to call in. While we're no, while we're out there. Oh yeah, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I see what you said. <laughs> Picking up what I I'm see. putting down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, that is going to do it for this week. Thank you guys so much for joining us on the CCA California podcast. Go follow us on Instagram at CCA California. Make sure to to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and we will see you guys next week. Take care.